welcome to the Pirate Parent Podcast. Morning, 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 Callie. Good morning, Jen. We need like a call sign in the morning. Uh-huh. I'm not a hunter, but I'm thinking like as hunters, we might like have Callie, 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 like a <laughs> Although you just sounded like a turkey, turkey call. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> Callie, 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 Callie. That's hard to say that many times. I'm sure it is. You should try it. <laughs> you know what? I'll just stick to coffee in the morning and oh, okay. no turkey calls. <laughs> All right. I won't call you like a turkey. That's a bummer. Okay. Um, so today we have a very awesome guest. I always say that though. We do, but I feel like we have a lot of awesome guests. I'm excited. We have to been have very here. lucky. That's we true. Been. We have been been blessed to have um, wonderful people surrounding us all the time, yes. but then have access to some very unique personalities yeah. and people outside of the district. This person happens to be within our district, and recently this spring was is taking a new job. So, uh, Mr. Gabe Middleton. Um, will be with us today and a very special guest podcaster. <laughs> Extra special. He's the first ever kindergarten yes. podcaster. Jack is a great kid. He happens to also be Mr. Middleton's son. Which makes these questions even more fun that he's going to ask. Right. So I cannot <laughs> wait to see how this happens today. But yes. um, as we, I know he was a little nervous. So we'll see if he, um, if he, becomes the big personality we know he has at times. So um, I'm excited to have both of them in today to talk about Gabe's new role in our school district. He was previously a social studies teacher at the middle school and a fan favorite of all the kids. And I can say that because both of my children went to Platte City Middle School and um, they both really enjoyed having Mr. Middleton as a social studies teacher. And so when they heard that he had taken a new position as activities director in our school district for the upcoming school year, 2020-2021, that's hard to say too, um, (laughs) they were very, very, very excited. So um, we're anxious to get him in to talk about his new role and what his vision is for activities in our school district. Yes. So let's use that theme for our banter today. All right, let's do it. Favorite activity in high school? Ooh. Um, okay, you, so I had- You went to Liberty. I did, and mm-hmm. I had two primary activities. Well, I had three. Um, I was the debate president. <laughs> um, I was also- well, That's shocking. I was also in the cheerleading squad. Um, also not shocking. But first of all, before you go to the next trial. one- What? Mock trial? Mock trial. Because mm-hmm. then you went on to study political science uh-huh, and law. I did. Yes, yes, which was really cool. But here's what I need to bring our listeners back to. Correct. A few, <laughs> a few um, episodes ago, Callie revealed that she was also what I would consider to be um, a tomboy uh-huh. and, um, and had some very interesting non-stereotypical um, like gaming tendencies as far as in high school. Tendencies. I know. That makes it sound like you've got a disorder. <laughs> Although I watch my kids play video games and I think it is a disorder at some point. It's sometimes. But so I'm trying to let our listeners really imagine Callie going home and playing uh, Madden uh-huh. and then going to school and cheerleading uh-huh. and all of those things. So if you haven't created that in your mind's eye... <laughs> Like I said, I used to love to watch the football games. Oh, that's right. You did say that you got in trouble sometimes. Uh Because I would miss the start of the cheer because I'd be facing the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I loved loved cheering. I loved watching the games. um, Loved debate. 
and I would go to tournaments every weekend. You're extremely competitive. If you don't I know am. Callie, yes. she's extremely competitive. <laughs> yes. So the gaming part, I can see being part of your competitive nature yeah. and the, you know, cheerleading is a amazing sport mm -hmm. and requires a lot of um, athletic ability, yeah. but you don't really competing against each other. You're so, not, you, but you do, do compete against other yeah. squads a lot of times. Um, but it, I mean, it truly is a sport and mm -hmm. that, you know, I think about the time that we would put into practice and the, you know, we'd practice all summer long from six to eight in the morning, mm -hmm. every single morning. Okay. So have you watched the Netflix um, series cheer? I have not. Oh, okay. So it's about Navarro junior college okay. in Texas. I'm going to give a quick summary. <laughs> okay. And then I apparently need to not watch Netflix as often. But anyway, um, but I have a whole new appreciation for the mm -hmm. athleticism of cheer because I was not, this is also not going to be a shocker to our listeners, <laughs> was not a cheerleader because I have zero coordination. And, um, and so my lack of coordination was better used in athletic uh -huh. um, venues. Okay. Traditional athletic venues such as volleyball and basketball. Okay. And high jump. That is it. Oh, yeah. Right now, I you would not have known that. Right. Because I technically could not slide a credit card under my feet right now as far as jumping. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why it's. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to. That's dig how into I lettered that. my freshman year in high school. Wow. We're going to yeah. have to dig into that. No, we will not. <laughs> um, but the new interesting philosophy about uh, that is the danger that goes along with cheer. Correct. When you are flying and the different stunts that take place there, if you don't have good spots, mm -hmm. um, it can be, did you ever be fall? very dangerous. I did. Um, Were you a flyer first of all? I was, especially in the younger years. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I actually started in Liberty. They start in eighth grade mm -hmm. and they go all the way through. Um, you can definitely fall. And then in college, I actually cheered in college also. And you introduced and <laughs> oh having- gosh, I learned something new about you <laughs> You have um, male cheer cheerleaders in yes. college also. And so the level Which in terms of how high they can have you fly is, I mean, it's crazy, the difference. Um, so it's a whole nother level of- Danger, for sure. Uh, yes, correct. Okay, that that Netflix, um, it, that Netflix episode, the uh -huh. series, whatever was- no matter whether you, um, you know, are a cheerleader or not, like I was not, I was totally in, yeah. intrigued because of the... There's a lot that goes into oh it. The gosh. practice, the techniques, the athleticism, yes. there's a lot that goes into that. But unless you have um, been a part of of that environment, you probably wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it was a pretty fun sport to be a part of. So talk to me a little bit about high jump. And I know basketball and volleyball. I think I've seen a basketball picture of you. Really? From yeah, I do. Hmm. Big bangs. Um, sorry, <laughs> Huge bangs. That was every day in high school. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I don't I know do how you're narrowing it down to basketball. <laughs> but or I feel college. like you had a basketball jersey mm. on. Maybe uh, purple and yellow were the mm -hmm. Topeka West Chargers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, yeah, I I played a couple of sports in high school. Okay. And. Um, and did not go on to play sports in college. So, and you are also extremely competitive. So oh, yeah. I could see you mm -hmm. definitely enjoying basketball. What position did you play? Um, I was probably what they would call a three now, which is a shooting guard, which okay. is hilarious because I don't know how many actual baskets <laughs> I made. But here's the thing: I am a glass half full person. Okay. So I would always come home, and my dad would be like, "Let's talk about the game." You know, he was yeah. all in. You know, he wanted to like rehash all the yeah. Back and back then we didn't have tape or film, so you just rehashed all it with you your remember. parents. Yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, "Well." 
do you remember that shot in third quarter? I was like, yeah, the one that almost went in. Like I was never like, I missed a shot. Yeah. They were all so close. They almost <laughs> went in. Yes. So I, I had a ton of almost <laughs> going in baskets. Now, what about volleyball? What position did you play with volleyball? I was a hitter. Yeah. Okay. And setter at times. Um, okay. So again, volleyball was a totally different sport back then. Mm -hmm. So now I watch volleyball and the rules have changed completely. Um, so it's fun for me to watch, you know, our, our pirates here. I went over to yeah. a game this year and watched and it's just so much, everything is just on a whole new level. Yeah. Um, sports wise than when I was in school, you could literally not play a sport until your freshman year in high school and then start immediately and then, start immediately yeah. and then work your way up and play varsity at some point and, and didn't have to play summer clubs teams and all that stuff. So having high schoolers now, I realize that that is a much more um, competitive Definitely. situation and for dancers, uh, for our, you know, athletes, uh, for basketball, football, all of these other things, it's, it's a whole new level of um, competition. And I think it's a balance too, and I'm sure we'll get into this more in the conversation today, but it's a balance too, that when you have um, kids who have been doing a certain sport their entire life, making sure that they don't burn out on that before they ever right. get to the high school environment. That, and that actually happened to our family. I don't know that Alex or Andy would probably admit to this, but um, you know, I feel like they uh, probably were so entrenched in club sports mm -hmm. at a young enough age. A lot of those kids are burned out by the time they get to yeah. high school. And so, um, and so that was, you know, that was something that, you know, looking in hindsight, we thought, oh, we're giving our kids this great experience and having them be a part of teams. And I would never take any of that back, yeah. but because we've met great friends and people who are like family to us now. But, um, but I do wonder if, you know, like if we would have waited a little bit longer, if they would what have that been, would look like. yeah, what it yeah. would look like. So yeah, we'll talk about that today, probably during our podcast, but, um, okay, yes. and I, I'm not going to let you off the hook with the mm, high jump. Okay. I need to hear more about this high jump. Well, there were, let's So how clear. did you, okay. What in like, there were only like, you to start high jump. Well, it was something to do number one. Okay. And I, and I, I ran hurdles too and did some other stuff. So I had long legs when I was uh -huh. in high school yep. and way thinner than I am now. And so, um, and so I was probably just told I needed to do high jump okay. and hurdles because of my build probably. Okay. I don't know that I was technically skilled in either one of those. I probably actually was better hurdler than did I was high jump. Did you ever fall on hurdles? Yeah. It doesn't feel okay. good and it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you want me to, I'll see. Well, thank goodness there were no phones back then. So there's no video. Sorry, yeah, Kelly. Um, but I will say that I um, only did track for a year. Okay. I did track for one year also. Mm. I did track my eighth grade year. I did hurdles also, although I did not have the height. I know, shocking. Um, but I would use my cheer jumps and mm. I would just basically mm -hmm. do like, herky, herky. Yeah, <laughs> I keep exactly. telling myself that as I went down the, yeah. down the lane. So Yeah. There, and the real reason I lettered, to be honest with you, is because um, there were very few high jumpers. So yeah. my friend Nicole was also so a freshman. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. By default. Not by qualifying scores or jumps. Yeah. So what heights. was your, do you remember how high you got? No, I have no clue. I feel like we need to recreate this event and have you try it again. Mm. Oh. <laughs> On video. <laughs> Negative ghostwriter. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get to our podcast today. We're so glad you guys are here and we're excited to introduce to you our uh, visiting podcaster as well as our featured guest, Mr. Gabe Middleton. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to welcome our visiting student podcaster, Mr. Jack Middleton. 
I know this is a strict, this is the first time we've ever had a kindergartner yes. as a visiting student podcaster. You're the first ever, ever in the history of Pirate Parent Podcast. Are you feeling confident about your questions? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Good. So here's the interesting <laughs> part, Jack, is you have the same last name as our guest, Mr. Middleton. Do you know him by any chance? Yeah. How I do you do. know him? He's my dad. He oh. is your dad, and you go to Seagrass, and you're a kindergartner. So what a perfect person to have asking some cool questions. Okay. This is also our first parent-child <gasps> yeah. visiting student podcaster. So nice. this is great. Nice. Okay, well, go ahead. You can ask your questions to your very own dad. What was your favorite pet growing up? Ooh. My favorite pet growing up was we had a black lab named Cole and I was probably oh man I'm gonna guess third grade when we got Cole and we got him right before Christmas and had a lot of good memories with that dog growing up so was he a good dog he was he was Andre we, <laughs> we are we are outside dog people and okay. And so he was. You grew up on a farm, didn't you? Um, no, I mean. Horse farm or something? We, so birth to age, what, 10 or 11, we actually rented an old farmhouse on a pig farm. Okay. And yeah, it's everything you could think uh, it would be. Yeah, it was, imagine um, it would be. <laughs> but then we, we actually, my dad and, and he did most of the work, but we built our house. Okay. Um, bought about three and a half acres out in the country, built a house there. Okay. So we lived in the country, but not on a farm. Okay. Um, but definitely grew up in the country. And, and that dog would literally run miles and people would call us and say, hey, Come and get your cold. dog. Yeah, your dog's <laughs> in our yard again. Hey, um, we've got some puppies that might be yours. Oh, Would no. you like to have? And so, yeah, we, we have a lot of good memories with him. So. That's great. That is cool. Next question, Jack. What is your favorite restaurant? If I was going to pick one place to go, it would definitely be Scott's Kitchen. Um, just phenomenal food and, you know, Scott is just, is, is a great guy and, and does a lot for, for our school district and, and particularly our track team and, um, loved having his kids over the years. So definitely Scott's Kitchen is my favorite restaurant. Where do you like it when your dad takes you out for guys night out? I know where you pick for breakfast. <laughs> what does he pick for breakfast? What do you pick for breakfast? Where do we go? Waffle House. Waffle he likes House. Waffle House right now. He likes Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sometimes Chick-fil-A. So, yeah, okay. yeah, we make the rounds. I like yeah. that you guys do a guy's night out. My So, my dad, um, when my mom is gone, he takes – because obviously his kids are grown. He takes their dog. Um, they have a golden retriever, and he takes their dog to a guy's night out. So, they will go, <sighs> and they'll do a drive-through. They'll that do a drive-through, like but they will unwrap. go – yeah, they'll go. Sometimes they do Buffalo Wild Wings. They'll, he'll go get it to go and then bring it home, and they have Buffalo Wild Wings. So he does a guy's night out, but with his dog. Hmm. Maybe so. we can do that someday. <laughs> I feel like Cole's jealous right now up in yeah. the doggy, doggy world. Okay, next question. What are you most proud of me for? That is, that's a tough one because there's a lot of things that, that I'm proud of all you boys and especially you being the oldest. But one thing has always stuck out to us. And ever since you started kindergarten, it actually 
kind of just amplified, and that is your big heart. Um, we've seen you, and I've seen you do it here at school um, and at church, and just anytime you're around other kids, you make it a point to make other people feel good. And that's something that's very special to me and your mom, and we're very proud of you for that. So that keep be, it up. That might be my favorite question ever that we've had on the podcast. I love that question that you just asked your dad. That was great. Okay, next question. What is your favorite thing about being a pirate? My favorite thing about being a pirate is getting to wear orange and black. I, I love our school colors. Um, and I just... You know, I grew up wearing green. I went to Smithville, and then I went to Northwest, so I wore green my whole life <laughs> and never even dreamed of being at Platte County. Didn't didn't like Platte County. Well, because you were – I mean, that was still a rivalry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back well, it, it wasn't much of a rivalry in high school. It was more of a beatdown. It was more oh. <laughs> Platte County just kind of beat us down all the time. Yeah. But um, ever since I got a job here and I just felt like at, at home being a pirate, and I just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, so – that's, That's awesome. what I love. Is that your last question, Jack? Yeah. You know what? You're an excellent student podcaster. Do you think you could do this for a job someday? Like be on the radio? Hmm. He's thinking it Might have to talk a little more. He definitely looks the part. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard when you don't know that people can't see you. It's really just your voice. So he's the silent but strong type, I've decided to. He's got a lot to not say. Not very silent at home. He's not. <laughs> Miss McCutcheon said that he's pretty outgoing, too, in the classroom. Uh-huh. So maybe it's just new things. Thank you, Jack. You did an awesome, awesome job. job. Fantastic job today. Mr. Middleton, Mr. Gabe Middleton is here with us today. He is a currently serving at the Platte Middle School. He's infamous. He's an infamous teacher. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> Just ask the McClure boys. Oh. They have a lot of great things to say about Mr. Middleton. Well, Both they, of, were, they were good students. So that, well, you that have to say that because I'm sitting That's here, right. but I could tell you some stories <laughs> that would change your mind, I assure you. So tell me, what do you teach right now? Seventh grade, world history. Okay. Um, literally taught the same class for my my whole 16 years here. So Okay. So um, social studies. Yep. I was also social studies. Yeah, you guys have a lot in common, actually, mm-hmm. probably in that realm. So what what excites you about being a teacher? What excites me? Um, probably just seeing um, success with kids, seeing growth with kids, um, no matter what it is. Maybe it's just accomplishing some small task in the classroom. Maybe it's just making a new friend. But um, I guess that's why I like middle school, and I probably started out middle school. I think you could – I think you can kind of get to more of them maybe, and you can see that more, uh, maybe not on as deep as level as you can get with high school kids, but um, you can definitely, you know, get to more of them. And I think you see it um, a little easier. I would say that my kids would say about you, you're a relationship builder. I Yeah, I would say that that's, I mean, as I, I try to be, so I'm glad that, that, that they think that. Um, I always tell my kids at the beginning of the year and the, our, our uppers may not want to hear this, but I tell them if I can, if we can build a good relationship, if we can make you better people and learn a little bit of history along the way, then I'm good with that because I feel like that's our job as, as teachers is just to help kids get better. And it doesn't have to be content related all the time, but just help individuals get better and, and mentally tougher and then, you know, ready for life. So 
I think we all share that. That's something common that mm-hmm. Callie and I've talked about frequently about kind of our role as educators. The content changes all the time and it's going to change into something we can't even imagine in 15 years from now or 20 years from now. And so uh, the one thing that keeps us all focused on that is that we are hopefully um, growing good people that can adapt and, and accomplish their goals. So that's a good thing. Okay. So Congratulations are in order because you recently um, were named the activities director for our school district. Tell us how that came about and kind of how your, you know, your path led you down that road. So probably starting in education, that's a job I always wanted. Like that was my end goal was to be an, an, you know, activities athletic director someday. Um, you know, I, I've coached three. I coached three sports for 13 years: football, wrestling, and track here at Platte County. And actually, gave up football oh about three years ago. You know, with our three boys at home, I just I didn't want to be coaching three seasons anymore. And and really, the last few years, when I knew that that Phil was getting close to retirement, I, you know, it was a lot of lot of tough conversations with Lacey and and just with with coaching buddies of mine and, and some of my mentors about if that's really the direction I, I did want to pursue. And and honestly, there was times I thought I'm not going to even apply for this job. I love coaching. I love being in the classroom with kids. Um, and I'm going to greatly miss that. Um, at the same time, as I mentioned, this is the job that I've always wanted. And I look forward to still working with kids and helping all of our programs just in a different way, you know, than being the coach. So, okay. So this job, Phil Dorman, you said Phil, um, for some of our listeners, they may not be familiar with Phil, um, Dorman yet if they don't have high schoolers or middle schoolers, but Phil Dorman has served as the athletic director, um, for how many years do you know? Uh, I want to say close to 20, maybe 20. Yeah. So he's been a staple, like bleeding orange and black type of guy for the last, uh, 20 years. And, was, did it ever change to an um, – did it change from athletic director to activities director think, for him, or are you the first person no, to be I activities think his, director? I think his title actually changed. I don't know when that would have been, um, but I think it probably changed. And honestly, I would not be here for if it wasn't for Phil. You know, I was student teaching here, and he was the head wrestling coach and the AD. And, again, I had no intention of coming to Platt County, but – he would literally come over to my room at the middle school and just he would stay on me about, hey, we've got a wrestling position. There's going to be a seventh grade social studies position. We want you here, blah, blah, blah. And I, he's the he's the reason I'm here. So I, I owe a lot to uh, to Coach Dorman. Great. Well, one of the things that is, you know, swirling around my head is what is included in activities director's job? So what types of things are you going to be overseeing um, coming the in this coming school year? And basically that is, that's going to entail any sport, um, club, activity um, that our district offers K-12. And there, there, it seems there is more of those clubs and activities popping up all the time, which is a great thing. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, you know, as far as are, are we – are we ready to take all those steps for all the new ideas we have? And, and that's going to be part of what I have to do. And, and honestly, some of the things I've already started doing with, uh, with Phil and, and with Jay and, and some other people at central office, just getting a grasp on all the different clubs and activities that are offered in all of our buildings and just kind of making sure that, you know, they're all following all the rules. They're all 
um, in order. They're all, you know, where, where we should be going and, and all kind of going the same direction. So, yes, it's it's not just an activities or, or athletics. It's more of every program that our kids are involved in, you know, whether we're competing against other schools or if it's just an after-school activity that goes on or, or maybe a morning activity. It's just, you know, that'll be my job to oversee all of that and to meet with our coaches and sponsors and directors on a on a more frequent basis and just, you know, make sure we're all on the same page and going forward. So, so is it anything that happens outside of the school day? Would that be general enough to cover it? Yes. Yes. That's, yeah, I all think right. so. And then as a parent, and I know this would apply to students too, but how do they find out what types of activities there are out there? I know I was having a conversation with a parent the other day who was sharing how their son loved to do improv. And I, I know that, you know, back Jen and I have talked about this, but I did debate back in the day and we had a forensics team also. And I don't know as a parent in Platte County if we have a forensics team or not. Um, so how do, how do parents find out what teams or um, activities or athletics we have in Platte County? I, so from my experience as a coach and, and a teacher at the middle school and then you know, obviously a coach at the high school, and then it was my experience with the kindergartner now, you know, the, the great information is coming from the school office's home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've learned so much that is going on here at Seagrass that I had no idea until this year when Jack's bringing home flyers and about Lego club and boy Scouts and, and even, you know, things that are school related and also community events and, and community organizations that we can be a part of. But, you know, at the middle school, it's just a lot of parent communication through email mm-hmm. and uh, social media obviously is, is a lot bigger than it used to be. You know, this podcast is a great, well, I, Never heard of it. You know, obviously you guys, this is something new, but, um, you know, Coach Dorman's done some things over the years where he's done some videos and some, um, you know, some audios that he gets out there on social media. But honestly, I think it's a lot of just district communication and then flyers being sent home. And, and you know, we're going to rely on kids to actually listen to what they're being told at school and then go home and tell their parents, hey, I want to be a part of this and, um, you know, see what's offered. So. What do you see as your biggest, um, I mean, when you've been thinking about this job for a long time, you said, so what are you most excited about seeing happen over the course of the next five years? So that's a, that's a big question right now in in Platte County because there's so much that's getting ready to happen. And probably the, the thing that comes to my mind first is just our, the improvements that we'll make you know, to our facilities in the next five years. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a huge plan for, for another middle school and, you know, major changes um, to our high school and to our um, stadium and then to a lot of the athletic fields. And, you know, obviously a new field house is included in that, which will help everybody. So that's, you know, on the surface, that's what I'm really excited about right now. But um, honestly, uh, being a coach for, the last 16 years, I know what coaches need and I know what they need from the activities athletic director. And I look forward to really just serving them, being there and, you know, figuring out what they need because, you know, they're the ones that are making our kids successful. You know, they're the ones that are making our kids feel good when they leave the building and, and, you know, feel like they're growing and being successful. So, Honestly, I just feel like it's my job to be able to serve them, and then they're going to serve our kids, and we're all going the same direction. So, What are your thoughts about, um, I think a lot of, well, I think if you asked maybe a handful of kindergartners today or third graders, what are you going to be when you grow up? 
I think you would more times than not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes yes. is probably <laughs> first and be foremost. Jack's gone on a Patrick Mahomes <laughs> he does shirt, right so now. He's, a great example <laughs> he's ready. So everybody um, <laughs> has a dream of following something that they're passionate about. Um, you know, very rarely do you ask a kindergarten and they're like, "I'd love to be an electrical engineer." Right. Been mm-hmm. dreaming about it for years. They're all thinking about something that has to do with their activities, whether a dancer or they've been singing or they've been uh, playing football or wrestling or doing some of those things. They they want to be that professional person. So how does, what role does the activities director and the coaches at the high school, for those of us who I'm lucky enough to have two boys at the high school, and I feel like it's a a wonderful place for them to be. But for a lot of our families, they're transitioning to the middle school from us, and then maybe the first time at the high school. So talk to us a little bit about how, what is the process for allowing, you know, like, how do, how do kids follow their dream post high school? That's tough. um, And that, that's where I think there's a little bit of a disconnect with, with our coaches and our parents today. Um, there's a lot of expectations out there for, you know, my child needs to get this scholarship. My child needs to go to this school. Um, and as coaches, you know, obviously our, we're, we're caught in the middle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's the parents pushing more than the kids. Sometimes it's the kids that that's their dream and that's phenomenal. And, and we're the ones who have to foster that and continue to help kids grow on that journey, but at the same time, give them a realistic, you know, feasible plan moving forward. And and that does it. What what you said about the kids want to be professional athletes. That's phenomenal. That's what I always wanted to be, obviously. And seventh grade, that doesn't change. They're all, Mm -hmm. you know, I pull them at the beginning of the year and and most of them are are going to play for the chiefs, which I hope they do. I always tell them I want season tickets. A whole class full of years. That'd be amazing. My um, third hour in 2020 then became the offensive absolutely. line for the Chiefs. I would love that. So I had one of my former students that went pro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the numbers certainly aren't there. I did there, not get so season tickets. Typically. <laughs> they were not with the Chiefs, unfortunately. Sorry, <laughs> and, and you know what? And we have a ton. We have so many kids right now that are having a ton of success at the collegiate level. And, you know, going back to your question, I think it's our job as coaches just to, if that's the route kids want to pursue after high school, then it's our job to help them find a place where they can be successful, just like it's our job in high school. Like that doesn't mean that they need to go to Alabama to play football, mm-hmm. you know, because if, and again, as, as high school coaches, you know, it's our job not to make the kid the best. Our job is to make an enjoyable experience for the kids. Do they love coming to practice? Do they feel like they're getting better you know, and if it's their goal to get faster, if it's their goal to do this or that, you know, we just our, our jobs to help. And if part of that is is going and playing at the next level, then, you know, I, I can tell you from my experience, I contact coaches, all the college coaches all the time and just, hey, this kid wants to compete in track and field or wrestling, whatever, football, whatever it's been over the years, mostly track right now. And literally the first couple of questions I get from college coaches are what are their grades, mm-hmm. what's their work ethic yeah. and what are the sports they do? And so that's what I keep trying to promote to kids is, you know, this, you've got to work hard. You you know, you've got to obviously have the grades. You've got to take care of, of business in the classroom. You know, I've got to be able to tell college coaches, this kid comes to, cl- comes to practice every day and works and they're a great kid. And, you know, that's what they want to hear. So again, it's, it's going, it's me reaching out to college coaches and just getting our kids names out there. Um, I always tell kids if, if they're good enough, they're, they're going to get noticed anyways. And that's true. But at the same time, it's our job to help. Um, and, and again, that sometimes 
parents see that as it's it's my job to get their kid a scholarship. And that's not it. Um, it's our job to help kids find a place where they might want to go and get an education. And if playing a sport or doing an activity is fits along with that, then then that's great. So fantastic. Callie, do you have any other questions? You know, I guess this is more of a mom question, but I am a parent of a dancer. And one thing that I have noticed um, is that a lot of times dance and cheer are not considered athletics. They're considered an activity. And I've always wanted to ask an athletic slash activities director why that is. So you know, now and, I have my opportunity. <laughs> and really, there is a there is a difference between Misha sanctioned and yes. Misha recognized sports or activities and and you're right. Some are given that that name activity. Some are sport. And yes. and really, we follow what Misha tells us to do there. Yeah, and that's the Missouri um, Missouri State High, High School, School activities. activities do they add? That's basically our athletics body. activities association. I think. Right. Yeah. So, and again, that's our governing body, and that's who sets our laws and rules and bylaws that we follow. And then that's just kind of. I have okay. been dying to stump you, Gabe Middleton. So I'm going to try right now. Okay. You ready? I'll go okay. ahead. You probably it's not very hard. So, <laughs> but I bet it is actually. What is the rule currently about um, homeschooling students participating in MISHA activities? I don't. So, I get asked that question by parents in the community frequently if they're homeschool parents. That's a great or, question. But I, I I think it changes frequently. So what's there the current is, rule? Do you there know? There is definitely a seat time per, and I believe it's weekly, and I. I, it's a few hours. I don't know off the top of my head exactly, but I want to say. Um, so there's some obligation that you have to be absolutely. at school there, for a certain number of hours. There is some sort of a seat time to be able to, for, for a homeschooled kid to be able to participate. And I have that on a document. I, you, yeah. you stopped me. But, uh, well, but there is, I don't there take is great rule. pride in that. But I do <laughs> I do think that that changes frequently. Is that right? Has it changed? I feel and like it changed I like two years know. ago or I, something. I don't know. And that I don't know. I couldn't tell you when it changed. That's something we haven't dealt with a lot. Um, I know as a coach, I've never, I've never had a, you know, in my 16 years, I've never had a homeschooled athlete. Well, guess what, be, Gabe? So. You know whose phone number I'm going to give them when I get asked that question? Give Gabe Middleton. That's fine. That's my job. <laughs> Extension. Let me tell you who you can answer that That's question. Right. It's Gabe Middleton. Um, what, um, I guess, what's one parting thought you'd like to share with our parents? I mean, I would say most of our listeners are probably Seagrass parents, but we have listening uh, all over the world. I'm quite confident we have a huge following <laughs> in Brazil. Not really. But, <laughs> um, but if you were going to share one thing with elementary parents who are transitioning to middle mm -hmm. school and high school, where the opportunities do change, what is one thing you would like them to leave knowing um, elementary school as they get into those um, different levels that, you know, obligations are different? Great question. So, and I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but if I could preach to elementary parents on a daily basis, I would preach to them just a couple things. Number one, allow, I guess I shouldn't say make, but, but I, make, allow your kids to do every different activity they want to do. Um, do not, for any reason, have your kids specialize in a sport. Um, there's I, that's a kind of a personal soapbox that I've been on for years. But Why do you say um, that? Because that's I do think you see either one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, you see articles out there saying your kids need to specialize if they want to be seen at a decent level. And you also see the burnout articles that right. we talked about earlier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So why do you think that it's important that they – 
you know, become versatile. There And again, I think there's a lot more research out there today that would tell you that early sports specialization um, and, and younger athletes is, is just detrimental to their development um, physically. I mean, I mm-hmm. studies that are talking about 60 or 70 more, 70% more likely to be injured by doing the same sport year round. Um, And, you know, I just was reading some things about Patrick Mahomes the other day that, you know, his, his coaches and trainers were putting out, I think it was the, from high school that, you know, he, he didn't go to all these combines and all these, all these big seven on seven tournaments that we, that we feel like these kids Mm -hmm. need to be involved in today because he was doing three sports in high school and he missed a lot of that. Well, obviously it didn't hurt him any, now, backtrack. We're talking about a freak athlete and one of the best right. athletes. Yeah, in the he's world. an elite. Yeah, so an elite and and that's where I think sure. we still need to to realize there's not there's not a lot of him out there. So again, if I could just preach, let your kid do as many different activities as possible. Um, in the long run, they're going to become a better athlete by just maximizing their 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 use of their body movements and learning all the different ways to jump, run, fall. Um, and the biggest thing I tell middle schoolers and, and elementary parents, I would love for them to hear this too, is, you know, I, to me, the best thing uh, that a kid could do, and let's say they're the, the best football player and they have been since they're a little kid. To me, the best thing that that kid could do is go play a sport where he's not the best. Mm-hmm. Go That's play a, a sport where he has to learn, you know, to let someone else lead or to follow someone else or how do I overcome adversity? How do I yeah. handle not being the star and getting or better. Not, got, exactly. And, and how are you going to fight to do that? So again, those are just a couple examples that I would definitely talk about that with kids. Um, and then I would just tell parents to, and, and I'm not quite there yet. You know, we haven't even started sports with, with Jack yet really, but, um, and, and we'll be there someday if they, if that's what our boys want to do, but I would encourage all of our parents to just relax and enjoy that your kid mm-hmm. wants to do something and that you're watching them. And okay. stop yelling. Yeah, at don't the be the dance mom or the yeah all the shows that you see yeah. out there well, about the parents. That, don't yeah. don't live through your kids. Don't yell at the officials. The, yes, <laughs> we are. There is a there is a bad shortage of officials. Yeah, in high school sports True. right now, and there's so many articles out there that parents mm-hmm. are are the main reason. And oh, that's, of course, that has to be embarrassing to the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I would just keep reminding parents that is your, you know, your your son doesn't your son or daughter, they don't need to see you belittling officials for making a bad call that may have been the right call anyways, that maybe you don't know. So I, again, just don't specialize and be a good parent. So Gabe Middleton, if you could go back to when you were Jack, you're five, right? Six. Are you six yet? Six. Okay. So if you go back to six slash eight years old, somewhere in that area, and your mom forced you to do something outside of the box, what would it have been? Please tell well, me that, singing. Oh, this happened. Oh, oh, that, we were, <laughs> Can't wait. And we were <laughs> Please forced, tell me acting. We were forced to be well, very well-rounded. And I don't know that it stuck, but no. We're we, going to, you know, we're going to make you what proof whatever it is. Well, so I, you better I be careful about that. But oh, okay. No, we, Piano. we all had to do a, a musical instrument okay. and my older brother picked the guitar so I couldn't obviously pick that because I didn't want to yeah. be like him. So I, I was piano. And oh, we were, I, it. I was yes. told I we had to do it for one year. <laughs> okay. Well, I can, yeah, do little chopsticks, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, the first maybe two seconds of fur lease, but that's it. Um, and when I say two seconds, that's about <laughs> it. No, so I picked piano and they okay. uh, their deal was you had to do it for one year. Okay. 
Okay. Well, they lied because at the end of one year, it was like, oh, we're going to do one more, one more year. So, <laughs> um, so I did a piano for a couple of years, um, actually broke my wrist. And then that's how I always say that I got out of piano. But yeah, you know, to this day, I, I tell kids, I pick up an instrument and learn to play it because yeah. I wish I, I wish I would have stuck with it. Of course. Um, that's, a life, six, that's a life skill you don't mm-hmm. ever... And again, and that's something I would tell parents too, is it's, it's not all about the sport that they're doing. It's, you know, it's going fishing, it's learning to play an instrument, it's playing golf. You know, that's something that I started playing later in life in college that now my dad and I can play it together. Yeah, lifetime sports. Right. So just anything you can do that, and it doesn't matter. Um, I did sixth grade band too for, I did the snare drum there um, for a year. So that was my (laughs) only experience in band. I, I was never really... Never got into that too much, but we were singers growing up, and we were we were hardcore going to church and church camps and leading campfires and leading camps. So we did all the singing. And my brothers were actually they were really into it. I, I did the show choir thing for one year, um, and I you know I did the school. Are there videos? Musicals. Oh, see, I asked for video. <laughs> well, I there was a there's a pretty good. I don't know if I have the video, but for a competition. Oh, I bet one we can year, find it, Lacey. Give me a call could. later. We and I was in. I've been in Greece. I've been in a couple other plays, but what? Wait, who you know, are you? In I was just an extra. So my, I was, a, I was young. My, my older brother was Danny at the time, Whoa, and I okay. was just an extra. I wasn't that into it. I was more the guy that would mess around I'm, and our music teacher. Would yell I'm at me. feeling like with your musical talent, and we can combine that with Dr. Gardner's musical talent. Oh yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm feeling There's a band. A band. A band brewing at people. Band. This was a, band a long, brewing. long time ago. Very long time ago. So. You know, on a serious note, though, when I'm, you know, thinking about this conversation that we've had today, we've talked a lot about all of the things that we hope that our our students and our own kids are are able to learn through the activities and athletics mm-hmm. that they participate in. And there are so many valuable life lessons, so many important skills to help them be good and successful people that they learn through these opportunities. And I think that. Again, whether it's you know through home or Goal through club practice. sports or through yeah. high school yeah. sports or middle school um, activities, any of these extracurriculars really allow them to um, develop into the best people that they can be. Yeah. And Flexing so different great. kind of muscle, perseverance, yep. goal setting, practice, determination, yep. those muscles that we want people to use forever. Well, and yeah, you guys have hit on a lot of things that, that I always preach with kids, but you know, self-confidence is, is another big one. I um, mean, it just... Any activities, any anything you can get involved in, just make sure it makes your educational experience more complete and more well-rounded. And, and again, you're promoting self-confidence. You're um, you're developing character. You're mm-hmm. you're seeing how to become a leader. You're learning how to work how with to become others. A good teammate, yeah, right. You're and sometimes you know you're learning how to be a good follower, and you're dealing with adversity and and failure when when it really doesn't matter. I know we all think that, you know, high school activities and athletics are the end all sometimes, but that's just, it's just a, it's the, it's a playground. It's, it's for us to, you know, for me, it's, it's to teach how to deal with adversity and failure when later it really does matter in your life. And you've, you've learned some of those lessons through the the sports and activities you did growing up. And it's, that's a win-win for everybody. So. That's a, that is a great um, note to end on because I feel like that's just perfect for what we um, hope for all of our kids, whether they participate in high school sports here or someplace else or whether they participate in anything we, that we want kids to to land right just where you mentioned. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Well, thank thank you, you very much. Where do you normally walleye? 
um, fish because Jack was telling me that's his favorite fish to eat. Yes, that is definitely his favorite. Do you so have a I, secret fishing location? Well, yeah, let's give it up to the 40 we'll million attach listeners. attach the map on the bottom. I am, I, am not a, <laughs> I am not a walleye fisherman, but uh, no, former coach Steve Myers um, coached and, and taught here for years. And I'm lucky enough to go down to Stockton Lake with him. Okay. Um, oh, okay. We usually go at once or twice a year and and it's a it's a great lake to, to catch walleye and, and Smithfield, you know, has walleye in it too. But See, I didn't know if they did or not. Yeah. And I it, always think of walleye and northern pike as being like Canadian right, North and that's, type fish. That's where you're gonna yeah, I don't that's know if where I would know really, what I caught. I know. If I wouldn't. caught something at Smithville Lake, I don't think I would know if it was a walleye. You would know if you caught a cold. It has yeah. big teeth, so you gotta be careful. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> Good no, I wish I had more time to do that, but yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. Yep. There's a fishing club at the high school. I know, I know. Coach Yost is uh, is is. Maybe you need to tag that, along so. for to evaluate its performance. <laughs> I, I, Catch a walleye. Me, I'm gonna try. <laughs> All right. Thank you again so much for Thank being here. Yes, we really Thank appreciate you. it. And it is always a great day to be a pirate.